When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On the Wolfpack Sports Network, from Learfield IMG College, live from Brickhouse Sports Bar and Grill, this is Wolfpack Weekly with Dave Doran, presented by Coors Light. Brought to you by Brickhouse Sports Bar and Grill, the Triangle's premier sports pub and bar, located in the heart of Raleigh off Hillsborough Street. Waste Industries, recycling partner at Carter-Finley Stadium. And by Coca-Cola. When you are stocking up for game day, be sure to grab a Coke and share it with a friend. Share a Coke and go Pack. Send a question to Coach Doran on Twitter at Pack Radio or by email to DoranRadio at gmail.com. Now, here's your host, Tony Haynes. Boy, time is really flying by, is it not? We're already halfway through the season, and the second half for NC State will begin this Saturday. Yeah, the only Saturday game in the month of October for the pack, but it's a road trip up to Boston College and Chestnut Hill. Uh, although the weather forecast there, sometimes it can be a little iffy. That will It's supposed to be fantastic on Saturday, sunny, about 60 degrees for NC State and Boston College. Wolfpack is 4-2 and two at the turn, 1-1 one and one in league play following the victory over Syracuse last Thursday night. Boston College has suffered a back-to-back close losses. Uh, so the Eagles check in right now at 3-3 three and three on the season, 1-2 and two in conference play. The game begins at 12 noon. And we'll be on the air with our pregame coverage at 10 a.m. As the uh, the man said right up top, you can uh, ask uh, questions of Coach Dorn about the football team. Send them along on Twitter at Pack Radio or the email address is DornRadio at gmail.com. And Coach Dorn will be with us at the bottom of the hour. But we're going to start things with uh, – couple of excellent tight ends here for NC State. You know, you watch college football in this day and age. You say to yourself, well, tight ends don't 
play an intricate part anymore with all these spread offenses that we see, but they do play an integral part here at NC State. Carrie Angeline from Chester Springs, Pennsylvania is uh, to my left, and sitting next to him is Dylan Parham from right here in Raleigh. We got the tight ends, and uh, they're going to talk Wolfpack football here for a few minutes. So uh, I'll start with you, Carrie. It's one of those unusual schedules this year where you guys are getting all these Saturdays off. So last Saturday, what did you do with your time? Uh, I tried to catch up on some sleep. You know, uh, during the week, it's usually pretty busy, and uh, we don't get a lot of days off. So it was definitely nice to get that Saturday off and just kind of catch up on sleep, watch some college football. So you still watch it. We had a couple guys last week say, oh, yeah, I watch college football all day. So you don't get away from it. You still no, watch I mean, uh, there's always games on and stuff. I kind of try to keep up with the games, just see what's going on. Mm -hmm. So. How about Dylan? What's your uh, what do you do on those Saturdays off? Uh, pretty much same thing. Just um, watching college football, enjoying it. Um, we don't really get to watch it often. The other teams in the country, so it was just nice to relax and watch what other teams were doing. Any specific games you were curious to watch? Um, I watched LSU versus uh, Florida, and I also watched um, I forgot what the other Texas. one was. Was it Texas, Oklahoma? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, there were some big ones around the country. at Florida State, Clemson going at it as well. So uh, always excited to have a chance to get a Saturday off and watch what some of the other teams are doing. Uh, Kerry, I wondered, did the physical demands of the game start taking a toll this time of year? You're getting ready for uh, game seven. Yeah, you know, definitely there's some, there's some bumps and bruises and uh, there's been a few injuries, but uh, definitely think it's uh, important just to push through those injuries. Just... Uh, it's definitely a long season, so you kind of got to find ways just to push through it. So, Can you notice a difference when you have a little extra time between games? Like uh, you guys will this time around going yeah, into yeah, BC. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I definitely think we've had the bye week and then we had the Thursday game. So uh, definitely give us a couple extra days just to, just to recover and uh, catch up on rest. So that's definitely been important. I know uh, health for you, Dylan, is uh, especially appreciated. Kind of take us through what you were going through last year and how do you feel this season? Um, yeah, you know, last year, um, starting in the spring, I kind of just battled injuries, um, did everything I could to try and uh, provide for the team, but it just didn't work out. And I'm just glad to be able to contribute and help out the team this year. Sometimes on offense, there's a fine line between success and struggling a little bit. Is that what you see right now, Dylan? Is it, are there some near misses with the execution? Yeah, I mean, like, there's just small details all over the field that we're just not honing in on. Once we get them together, we'll be fine. What's it been like, uh, Kerry, uh, the adjustment without Dylan Ottenreath out there in your room and helping you guys out on the field? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's been tough without him, just uh, without him in the meeting rooms and on the practice field and stuff. He's, uh, he's a great leader and uh, definitely an important asset to the team. And, uh, but he's definitely doing all he can just uh, when he's injured just to support the team and kind of help the guys out. Has it changed things dramatically for either one of you guys in terms of the number of reps you're getting in the game? Uh, a little bit. I think we're getting a little bit more, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if it's a drastic number, but uh, we're definitely both getting more reps. So, Kerry, you're known for your past catching ability. Obviously, a tremendous prowess there. You had two catches against Syracuse, against Florida State the week uh, prior. You had uh, four grabs against them. Do you see any patterns with uh, what teams are trying to do with you from a coverage standpoint? Uh, you know, I'm not sure exactly, but uh, I definitely think the coaches come up with a, a great game plan every week and uh, definitely just kind of trust the coaches that they're going to they're gonna call the right play. So, 
Dylan, you've been around here a while, and uh, you had a chance to play with, obviously, a great quarterback, Orion Finley, and, and watched his career uh, this year. And C-State's used three different quarterbacks. What kind of growth have you seen with those guys on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, you know, I think all those guys are really great players. I think they all bring something different to the table. Um, I see how hard they work week in and week out. Um, like I said, they're young, so they'll figure it out. They're all really good players. Dylan, you came in here as a quarterback. Or do you get jealous that Thayer gets all the throws on the trick plays? No, nah, I mean, the coaches, like Kerry said, they come up with good schemes and good plays to get us uh, points, and the name of the game is getting more points than other teams. So however we can get it, we'll take it. Kerry, how much of a jolt and adrenaline rush does it give you guys when uh, you hit on one of those big plays like that? Oh, it's awesome, you know. It's uh, kind of on those trick plays whenever you see a guy running wide open, uh, you kind of just know they're going to score, and uh, that's happened a couple of times this year, and it's, it's definitely a great feeling. Um, Dylan, I'm wondering, you, you made that transition, as I said, from being a high school quarterback to now you're playing a, a very physical uh, position at, uh, at tight end and you're in there to block for these backs. Uh, how much of an adjustment was it for you to, to make that, uh, that physical and mental switch in terms of your approach to the game? Yeah, well, the biggest thing was just putting on weight. Like, I think since I've been here, I've put on about 45 pounds. So. Uh, being able to physically sustain blocks and uh, take on that kind of beating every week is probably the biggest challenge I faced. Even though when you were quarterback, did you still embrace the physical part of the game going back to those days? Yeah, like um, that's one thing I always loved about football is the physicality of it. It's a physical game. So if you don't want to be physical, then you're in the wrong sport. You were here with Cole Cook. And, of course, Dylan Autenreath, we mentioned him, great leader, guy that uh, is a tremendous blocker and does a lot of nuanced things at the, the positions you guys play. I'm wondering, uh, uh, Dylan, if, if playing behind guys like that kind of helped help you appreciate the role that you have now. Yeah, no, for sure. They, like Kerry said, they kind of paved the way, um, showed us how things should be done, preparation, um, just getting your body ready each week. Um, they're both really good leaders, and they kind of show us how we should go about our business day in and day out. Now, Kerry, I shouldn't be surprised that you would take some time on Saturday to actually watch college football because you never have been able to get away from football in your family. Mm -hmm. tell, tell us about your family's involvement with football because it's pretty interesting. And what was it like growing up in that environment? Yeah, you know, ever since I was a little kid, kind of always been around football. Uh, my grandpa was, uh, I think he coached high school football up in New York for 40 years, and uh, he won a couple of state championships. Uh, my dad played college football. Uh, most of my uncles all played. So football has definitely been a big part of my mm -hmm. life. But they were all playing on the East Coast, right? Yeah. Yes, uh, you, yeah. you stuck it out initially and went to the other coast at yeah. USC. What, what prompted that decision? Uh, kind of just coming out of high school. Uh, just thought it was a good opportunity. And, uh, but definitely I'm glad to be here in Raleigh now. So. Mm -hmm. What were you looking for when you were coming out of high school? Uh, kind of just good fit. Uh, Kind of just where I felt comfortable. and uh, But like I said, I'm definitely glad to be in Raleigh now. Did you find when you were shopping around it, it's becoming harder and harder to find schools that actually utilize the tight ends the way that you, you want to be utilized because mm -hmm. you're such a good pass catcher? Yeah, a lot of, a lot, like you said, a lot of teams are kind of turning into the spread offense and not using tight ends as much. But I definitely think it was important to just kind of find a good fit. Mm -hmm. Dylan, you've been able to stay in touch with Coach Faulkner at all? Um, yeah, every now and then, um, me and D.A. stay in pretty good contact with him. He was uh, a good mentor, I would say. Mm -hmm. He helped us out in a lot of facets of our life. So every now and then, we keep in contact with him. So uh, what's going on with Jay Sam right now? Um, I know he just got his knee scoped. I'm sure he'll be back out there soon helping the Steelers. He got scoped? I didn't think he was human. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess he is human at the end of the day.
Uh, Kerry, BC right now, you look at their stats, and sometimes stats can be deceiving. They're last in the league in total defense, 13th in rush defense. Uh, what do you expect to see from Boston College coming up on Saturday? Uh, you know, BC is always a physical team, uh, very disciplined, well coached, and I think you can kind of just expect that from them every year. And uh, definitely going to expect that, expect that Saturday, just, a, you know, a typical tough BC team. All right, guys, thank you so much for your time. Have a good uh, game up at Boston College. Get another win, all right? Appreciate it. Carrie Angeline and uh, Dylan Parham here on the opening segment here of Wolfpack Weekly with uh, Dave Doran. And we do want to remind you here before we go into uh, break, Gladwell Orthodontics is giving one lucky kid each game the opportunity to be the T-kid of the game to register for your chance at this unique experience. Go to gopack.com slash T-kid. And again, you're listening to Wolfpack Weekly with Dave Dorn, presented by Coors Light. And we'll be back with more with uh, the Coach's Show from Learfield IMG College. Hey, Wolfpack fans, make sure to visit Brickhouse Sports Bar and Grill, conveniently located on Hillsborough Street for all your game day needs. With over 20 LED TVs, cornhole, championship pool tables, and a huge selection of draft beers, it's perfect for groups and large parties. Visit BrickHouse-NC.com for more information and to view our upcoming events. That's BrickHouse-NC.com. Come check us out. Red 18. This season, you can share a Coke with your team on it. So I'm going to tell you how with a little help from this quarterback. You can share a Coke with a coach, a mascot, or an MVP. Chili, chili, chili. You can even share a Coke with your rival on game day. Hike. Share a Coke with a fan this season. Ice cold, delicious. Hey, Wolfpack fans, this is head coach Dave Doran. Share a Coke is back for football season. When you're stocking up for game day, be sure to grab a Coke and share it with a friend. Share a Coke and go pack. We can't fix that 8 a.m. class. Or your cracked phone screen. But at the University of North Carolina system, we have fixed tuition for all North Carolina residents. That means when you start college, your tuition will not increase for four consecutive years while you earn your degree at any UNC system university. Learn more at affordableeducation.org. Affordable college for everyone. Produced with U.S. Ed Gear Up grant funds awarded to the UNC system. P334S120003. Wolfpack fans, 2019-20 NC State men's basketball season tickets are still available. Join head coach Kevin Keats and the Wolfpack in PNC Arena as they host Wisconsin, in-state rivals Duke and North Carolina, and open the regular season versus Georgia Tech. Be sure to mark your calendars for the annual Primetime with the Pack event on Friday, October 18th at 8 p.m. inside Reynolds Coliseum. You can purchase your NC State basketball tickets today at gopack.com slash buy tickets. Their strength in the pack. I'm David Heath, a North Carolina soybean farmer and proud Wolfpack alumni. Pack fans know about the job of each position on the team, but they may not know how important agriculture is in North Carolina. Agriculture is the most important industry to our economy, and it provides over 686,000 jobs here. That's why it's important for all of us to keep the agriculture industry thriving. While you root for the pack today, don't forget to support the farmers who are part of North Carolina agriculture. Thank you. A message from the North Carolina soybean farmers and their checkoff. Knowledge is power. What if you knew the moment a vehicle pulled into your driveway or when a package was delivered? Now you can with Ivan. Intelligent video activity notifications from CPI Security. Ivan scans your property and then alerts you when a person, vehicle, or animal is detected. Then you can watch the video clip right from your phone. Smarter security from CPI. 
Wolfpack fans receive a free outdoor camera with Ivan plus a touchscreen door lock with a new CPI security system. Limited time offer, some restrictions apply. Visit cpi.com to learn more. This is Wolfpack Weekly with Dave Dorn. We're live from Brickhouse Sports Bar and Grill, Hillsborough Street in Raleigh. This is our location throughout the season, and that means we'll be right back here next Wednesday for another show, hopefully talking about a victory over uh, Boston College. Great place to watch sports, whether you're in here watching college football on Saturday, NFL on Sunday, baseball playoffs uh, continue. Great spot for that. Uh, by the way, congratulations to our very own Trey Turner. He's going to the World Series, right? Pretty uh, cool accomplishment for him. And they'll play either the Yankees or the Astros. The uh, Yankees and Astros game tonight postponed because of uh, bad weather. And they'll be playing uh, again tomorrow night. Either way, you check all that stuff out. This is a great place to do it here at the Brick House. Coach Dorn will be here at the bottom of the hour and talk about Wolfpack's game against Boston College on Saturday at 12 noon. And uh, if you got a question for Coach D, you can send them along on Twitter at Pack Radio or DornRadio at gmail.com. You just heard from the, the tight ends. Their position coach, Todd Goble, in his first year here at NC State. Not only did he coach tight ends, fullbacks, special teams coordinator. Uh, what Did I leave anything out? No, sir. Can we add anything? No, sir. No more. You don't need not enough hours in the day, right? No, sir. And Todd was a quarterback in college, uh, both at Kent State and uh, Northern Iowa. Now, we mentioned your predecessor at your position group, uh, Coach Faulkner, is now with the Steelers, and he coached up these guys for, for a couple of years. Um, he was indirectly involved in your deciding to come here at NC State, wasn't he? Uh, yes, he was. You know, I've, I've known Coach Faulkner for a long time, and, you know, he's had a foundation and a platform for that room, and, and I have always, and I still do, thank him for what he's left behind. Uh, did a great job with those young men, and uh, they knew how to go about their business, very mature, so it was an easy transition there. But, uh, you know, I've known Coach Faulkner for a while. He's very instrumental in this, uh, you know, bridging from where I just came from to NC State, so forever grateful and uh, absolutely excited to be here. Yep, you were at Marshall before with uh, Doc Holliday, who, of course, uh, was an assistant coach here many years ago when Chuck Amato was the head coach. Um, tell us a little bit about these guys we just had up here. Well, both uh, Carrie Angelina and uh, Dylan Palmer, two young men that come to work every day. Um, they come to work as the exact same people every day, which is huge. Uh, they have a tremendous work ethic and a passion for the game. And anytime you have young people that walk in the door that all they want to do is get better and get coached, yeah, you're pretty excited as their uh, mentor. How important that is that for you as a coach to uh, find guys that are consistent like that day in and day out, and they don't seem to have many ups and downs in terms of their work ethic and how they approach the game. Well, I think that's the biggest thing nowadays with young people is as long as you're your best version of yourself every day and you're willing to be coached and mentored and those things and understand your strengths and accentuate your, you know, understand your strengths and your weaknesses, you can be successful and get better each day. How big of a blow was it for you uh, losing a guy like Dylan Autenreath? It was a huge blow. Um, it, it's a young man that comes to work every day as a great leader. Uh, he's very passionate about what he's doing. He's very smart. He's played a lot of football, and, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to replace that type of experience. But he's still very visible, shows up all, to all the meetings, which is awesome, um, and, and helps these guys out in any way possible and helps his team out in any way possible. At, at that position group in particular in this offense, uh, Kerry gets his hands on the ball some, obviously. Uh, Dylan had, had caught some passes last couple of years, but you have a special appreciation for uh, guys in that 
particular group who really have to buy into a certain role that sometimes isn't considered to be that glamorous. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the foundation of this program is hard, tough together. And I tell those guys each and every day, you know, that is us. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to be hard, we got to be physical, we got to be tough, and we got to be together and very unselfish. And they've bought into that mentality. Um, I know each and every person wants the ball in their hands. Mm-hmm. We get that. Yeah. But uh, as long as they continue the path in which they are, they're going to be successful. You know, sometimes when an offense isn't hitting on all cylinders, conjecture on the outside will be, you know, they have a long way to go. But you're you're looking at this from a, from the standpoint of a fine-tooth comb, and you're looking at the execution nuances. Do you view it that way? Is it is it as is far away as most people would say? It's never as far away as yeah, most people right. say, because at the end of the day, you know, you get a bunch of men that have a common goal that started a long time ago, worked tremendously hard over the summer, has put the time and the effort in, coaching staff as well. And, you know, offensive football, defensive football, it's a game of inches, and it's a game of detail. And as long as you have good people around that are continually to work each and every day to fine-tune that, good things happen, and that's what we expect. Okay, you had to print out a lot of paper when you're putting together your resume. All right, so I'm going to go over this. This is pretty amazing. He's been in coaching for 20 years, all right? Coach in his career. He's been an offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, receivers coach, defensive quality control, head coach, tight ends coach, and special teams coordinator. Did I leave anything out? The only thing I have not been is a head coach. That I know You weren't that a head coach. I okay. was not. Okay. I was an assistant head coach. But, assistant uh, head coach. But, it, but everything else is true, and, uh, yeah. you know, I, I know the old saying is jack of all trades, master of none, but I, I refuse to use that. I just, uh, you want to be valuable, and, uh, you know, whether you're a player or you're a coach, you want to be valuable, and my father was a coach, and he taught me a long time ago, you better know every side of the football, and you better know every position, and if you can make yourself irreplaceable and valuable, you continue to get good jobs. Does being a former quarterback help you adapt to coaching different position groups, especially on offense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Being a quarterback, you know, at the end of the day, you've been preparing, you know, your whole life to know each and every, you know, far as the offensive line play, far as protections, all the way out to the receiver's routes, depths, and technique, because you have to as a quarterback. So I was prepared a long time ago to do that. But I will say this, probably the best thing I've ever done is I was on the defensive side of the ball at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And you can think you know offense and you think you know defense, but you get on the defensive side of the ball and you figure out why, when, and how people do things. So that was probably the best education I had as a coach. Coach Gibson, uh, when he was here, uh, talked about the fact that his son is, uh, I think, a grad assistant right now, if I'm not mistaken, yes, University sir. of Illinois. And I asked him, uh, what kind of advice uh, did you get your son, give your son about coaching? And he told him, don't be a defensive coach. Smart man. You kind of agree with that, right? The way things are going now. We saw 62-59 the other day. Sure. It's crazy. Um, you have a passion for special teams, a certain level of expertise there, I think, that showed up, and it certainly helped NC State. And the other night was a good night, I think, in the area of the kicking game. What do you think are the most misunderstood and underappreciated aspects of special teams play? Just the time that's involved. Um, you know, it, it, we have a saying there that's called one mission, one chance. Um, the concentration, the mental endurance, and the technique and the detail that our coaches got to coach and our players got to execute, you get one chance. You don't get a do-over, mm-hmm. um, you know, good or bad. So, you know, it all starts with our coaches uh, that help. Um, they assist. They coach their butts off. They bought into it. Uh, coach Dorn has been tremendous in regards to the time that, you know, it's one thing to say special teams are important. It's another thing to put the time and, and the effort into it, and we do. And uh, our coaches and our players all buy in. And, you know, each day we understand the detail and the time it's going to take to be elite. 
What's it like working with a head coach who shares your passion for special teams? Because I know he likes getting involved in that. I get up earlier in the morning to get there. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, how often do you tinker with schemes, uh, whether it's protection, uh, uh, punt rush, kick rush, return game, coverage, all that things. There's so many different things going on sure. in the kicking game. How, how, how much do you tinker with the schemes in all those areas? I'm a big believer in not tinkering with technique or any type of uh, mental adjustments, uh, but we will dress the baby different. Mm -hmm. All right. Get in. You mentioned your dad earlier. Yes, sir. Had been in coaching how long? Like 40 years? Uh, I, I apologize, Dad, but 46. 46 years. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, and he had a chance uh, when he was a high school coach to coach a guy by the name of Archie Griffin. All right. This is long before anybody knew Archie Griffin was on the college level. He won two Heisman trophies at Ohio State. And uh, but he also was obviously an elite player in high school. Any uh, legendary stories you could share with us about Archie Griffin, whether it's your experiences with him or uh, what your dad said about him as a high school player? Uh, my dad, you know, at the end of the day, he had great respect for him, you know, both as a player and as a man. And I got to know him when I was at Ohio State. And everything he said about him as a man uh, was absolutely true. One of the finest human beings I've ever been around. Uh, but no, in high school, you know, I think he said anybody that was around Archie, they made sure he was flexed out and hydrated. And by that time, it was over. So that's about the extent. Yeah. How famous, you know, Ohio State's turned out a lot of uh, elite athletes big-name athletes. Uh, would you say, being around in that area, that he's the number one legend coming out of there? I would definitely say that. Yeah, because there's some big-time, it's a long list of them, obviously, on the basketball side, too, like John Havlicek and Bob Knight and Jerry Lucas and people like that. Um, getting back to the special teams, uh, how pleased are you right now with uh, the operation, Dunn, Gill, and Shimko? Well, we got three young people, which makes me excited because it's just the start of it. Um, all three guys get along extremely well. They root for each other to succeed. Um, work ethic day to day is exactly what we're looking for. And, um, you know, I, I think all three of them are getting more confidence each and every week. And at the end of the day, I don't think either of them, any of them are satisfied, which is nice to see. Mm, can you remember a freshman snapper being as consistent as Simcoe's been? I mean, that's pretty uh, elite so far. I've been around some good ones, and I'm going to tell you right now, I'd put him at number one for sure. Really? How successful do you think the kicking game was overall against Syracuse? Because I know there were some field position issues at Florida State, but it seemed to really uh, be a, um, have a big impact in NC State's favor against the Orange the other night. Oh, you got to, I mean, there's, there's a remedy for success. You know, mm -hmm. you play elite defense, you play opportunistic offense, and you got to win the field position battle, and that's a remedy for success in, mm -hmm. you know, in football. And, uh, you know, the, the three guys you just mentioned were huge. Um, our coverage teams did a great job of, you know, one, getting down there and leveraging the ball and those things. They had an excellent returner that we knew that could definitely take it to the house anytime he touched the ball. So, you know, anybody that was involved um, in all four phases, including the field goal unit as well, I thought did a good job and executed the game, game plan well, and it all comes down to the kids, and they did a tremendous job. On the road this week, Boston College, can you kind of assess, uh, assess uh, the Eagles on defense and their special teams units as well? Yeah, on defense, you know, they're, they're going to be big. They're going to be physical. They're going to play extremely hard. Um, they're going to run to the ball, and they're going to tackle well. Uh, they're not going to get – they're not going to be undisciplined. They're going to make you earn every yard. And, uh, you know, that's a great challenge for us to continue to just get better at our details and execute, um, execute down in and down out. And if we do that, we're going to have some success. You know, Coach, go ahead. Coach Goble, thank you very much. I appreciate yep. you. Thank Come you. back with a win. All Yes, right. sir. Ty Goble.
special teams, tight ends, does a lot of things for the NC State coaching staff. I remind you that Waste Industries and NC State University are proud to be back again this season promoting Wolfpack Excellence through the Zero Waste Program. Remember to take your cans and bottles to the recycle zones located in the parking lots and on the stadium concourse, promote Wolfpack Excellence and recycle. Live from Brickhouse Sports Bar and Grill, this is Wolfpack Weekly with Dave Dorn, presented by Coors Light from Learfield IMG College. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm-mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Live from the Brickhouse Sports Bar and Grill, this is Wolfpack Weekly with Dave Dorn, presented by Coors Light. The passion, the tradition, the rivalries. ACC football is back on Sirius XM. Sirius XM ACC Radio has live play-by-play plus 24-7 talk and analysis from hosts like Mark Packer, Chris Batola, Roddy Jones, and Wes Durham. You can try it for free online at SiriusXM.com slash ACCSXM at home or on your phone to take your team anywhere you go. And we are at the Brickhouse for the show. Thanks so, so much for joining us tonight. We're going to get Coach Dorn in the right mood here with a little special music selection. Hey, there got a Merle Haggard right here. Yeah, there we go. Man, somebody bring me a beer. <laughs> Everybody that? get up at once, seriously. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. This is a, not a dancing song, I don't think, right? That's a good, this is a good song right here. Yeah, man. what's the name again? Called, uh, what, Heaven Was a Drink of Wine? Heaven Was a Drink of Wine. All right, Merle Haggard. Reminds me of my days as a country music disc jockey, long time ago. But I remember playing old Merle Haggard. Heaven Was uh, was a Drink of Wine. Good tune. Thank you, Ma. I appreciate that. Now we'll talk about football. Yeah, we can just stop the show and keep listening to Merle. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what, uh, Coach, do you feel like you can build on coming out of that Syracuse game? I uh, showed a lot of guts in that game, you know, defensively uh, kept us in the game and did a lot of really, really tough things. I mean, they had the ball for 10 minutes in the fourth quarter and uh, to be able to keep them off the scoreboard and finish with the sacks. And obviously you want to get more touchdowns offensively. I thought we did move the b- b- football a lot better. We got some vertical passing game going. Just didn't get any touchdowns when we got in the red zone, you know, too many field goals. So. Thank God for Chris Dunn, but we'd like to leave him on the bench unless it's an extra point, you know. So got to work on that area. But uh, the guys really came uh, with a lot of energy and life and competed. and It was a fun game to be a part of. I was proud of them. You know, in a game like that, it, 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 NC State was the better team on the football field most of the night. But Syracuse kind of hung in there, and they yep. had the football with a chance to win the game, I, I saw you were pretty excited after the win. How much was of a relief was it to win the football game like that? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've been in a couple of those here, um, too, to come to mind, both teams from South Carolina, you know, where I felt like we won the statistical mm-hmm. battle and didn't win the game, and I didn't want to feel that way again, you know, and so I was proud of our guys for rising up and finishing on defense with that sack, and, you know, Coach Huxtable and the staff on D, I thought did a really nice job, the players executed, and, it's tough when you get put out there for 10 minutes and a quarter like that, you know, mm-hmm. from a fatigue standpoint with the injuries we're dealing with. Those kids had to play a lot of snaps. 
What a difference a year makes. The Orange scored 41 fewer points yeah. than they did the pre previous season. Does that kind of offer some confirmation for you that uh, some of the defensive changes that were made to compa combat that style of offense were pretty much right on the money? Yeah, I mean, we knew coming out of last year we were going to have to have the ability to play both three down and four down. Uh, there's just been some passing offenses that, you know, when you play four down, you get very limited if you want to stop the run mm -hmm. and what you can play coverage-wise. And so we did the homework on it. And obviously, hiring Tony gave us an expert, you know, to help us with that. Didn't know going into the season that we'd have all the defensive line injuries that we had that kind of made us play this defense after that. And it's worked out uh, really well so far. You know, we just – Need to get a few of our corners back here so that we can get a few more interceptions. I think that's the biggest concern we have right now on that side of the ball. I remember you saying after the West Virginia game that you said the defense did not play as fast as it needed to. They didn't. What has changed in the last couple of games? You know, I think the we learned a lot in that game as a football team. Um, you know, as a staff, I think, you know, you, you've got to be prepared on the road for what comes with that. Uh, particularly at a place like West Virginia where it's sold out and the fans and their students were um, teaching our players new words during the warm-ups, you know. I mean, they were all over them. <laughs> and so with the young football team, you know, we didn't handle it very well. And, uh, you know, they did a lot of things that they hadn't shown on film when we played there. and We didn't adjust well. And so there was a lot of learning moments, teachable moments from that game. And I think our players learned well, uh, quite a bit from it. And obviously, Defensively, we played a lot better on the road at Florida mm -hmm. State, didn't win the game, but, you know, and then came back the next week and probably played our best game of the year. Is there a greater comfort level with what you're trying to accomplish as well from some of these guys, especially the young players? Yeah, and there's a growing confidence, you know, on that side of the ball too. I think, you know, they want to be out there. They want to have to win the football game. They've got a really good demeanor, a tough demeanor about them right now, and that's fun to have, you know. I think Todd said it, you know, if you're playing really good defense, you're playing good special teams and offense if you protect the football which we are you know it's just a matter of time before things start clicking over there with the pass game and you start getting more explosive touchdowns what are your thoughts on the collaboration between coaches Huxtable and Gibson right now yeah they work really well together uh, there's great admiration and respect between those two guys uh, Dave leans on him as much as any coach I've seen him work with for uh, hey what do you think of this and Tony's great about you know, giving that stuff back to them and, and throwing ideas at them. And it's fun to watch that. You know, I think it's been a very healthy uh, thing for Dave. And, and uh, I'm really appreciative for Tony of what he's done for our staff. This is Wolfpack Weekly with Dave Dorn. And she's getting ready for a road trip up to uh, Boston College. Saturday, 12 noon, will be the kickoff. We'll begin our pregame coverage at 10 a.m. And speaking of those two working together, how much do you enjoy sitting in a room with guys like that and contributing to the game planning process? You know, I don't have to do a lot over there. I mean, I go in there and learn what they're doing. I'll have a few questions for them um, when I have concerns about plays or players on their team and just, hey, how are we going to stop this play? What, what are your thoughts? Because, you know, it's a good play, and, and sometimes there's weaknesses in our schemes where they're attacking and just want to know what we're doing, you know, and then if I have some things that I think are good ideas, I'll throw them at them. But there's not a lot I can walk in there and say that they haven't already talked about. I mean, Dave and Tony are very, very good about going through all the little details of the game plan. You delegate responsibilities to your coaches because you have a very good staff, a very experienced staff. You know, today at practice, for instance, uh, I saw you were watching offense most of the time. How do you determine 
the amount of time you're going to spend between offense, defense, and as we said, you involve special teams as well. You know, I just kind of go where I feel like I'm needed the most. And uh, we're so young offensively. We've got so many freshmen and sophomores playing on that side of the football, you know, to be down there and encourage those guys. Uh, I like coaching the scout team defensive kids too. I feel like I can help those kids grow. And so spent a lot of time with Josh Harris and C.J. Clark, you know, the last three weeks during individual, uh, trying to help them get back from their injuries and, you know, and then just making sure, you know, when the quarterbacks are playing that they're getting the looks that they need from the defense, you know, and helping those guys. You, you spend time watching tape on an upcoming opponent, but this schedule, the unusual as it is with all these Saturdays off, yeah. has afforded you the opportunity to kind of take a broader perspective of watching college football across the country has that hatched some new ideas yeah it's been a really weird year uh having saturday off twice already in half the season and then there's one more for sure that we'll get off here coming up with this bye week um but yeah and, and i've studied a lot of teams you know i think that's one thing i love watching football i mean i absolutely love it and you know whether it's on the television or whether it's watching film that we get downloaded every week we get every game in the acc every week so if there's things that I saw, you know, trick plays in this game and I want to watch it, I'll go to that game and watch it where I can rewind it and try to get ideas. Well, did you know that uh, North Carolina has one of the highest rates for rabies in the United States? Luckily, this deadly disease is preventable with a vaccine. Members of the North Carolina Veterinary Medical Association remind you to love your pet and see a vet. We're live from the Breakout Sports Bar and Grill. This is Wolfpack Weekly with Dave Dorn, presented by Coors Light from Learfield IMG College. Hey, I'm Kirk Herbstreet, and I watch college football like it's my job. It is your job. I know, but sometimes I like to get out of the booth and chill. Here, have a Coors Light. Thanks. So, where was I? You're on my couch. In my spot. Oh, is this your spot? It's a nice spot. Great view. Make Saturday mornings even more chill with a fridge full of Coors Light, the official beer of Saturday morning. 2019 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. The Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, the highly recognized mark of distinction in college athletics across all divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow your favorite team's pursuit for excellence in this prestigious annual award through the directorscup.com, USA Today, or L Directors' Cup on Twitter. Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, the crowning achievement in college athletics since 1993. The passion, the tradition, the rivalries. ACC football is back on Sirius XM. We've got 24-7 talk and analysis on Sirius XM ACC radio from hosts like Mark Packer, Chris Patola, Roddy Jones, and me, Wes Durham, as well as live play-by-play. Try us out for free on your phone, online, and at home, and take your team with you anywhere you go. Get a free trial at SiriusXM.com slash ACCSXM. Take the field with a winning lineup. From combines and tractors to a complete line of hay and forage tools, Case IH offers the equipment you need to have a championship season. For a limited time, get 0% financing on top-performing new Case IH equipment. Visit your local Case IH dealer or go to caseih.com slash wolfpack. For commercial use only, customer participation subject to credit qualification and CNH Industrial Capital America LLC approval. Standard terms, conditions, and other restrictions apply. Down payment may be required. This season, you can share a Coke with your team on it. So I'm going to tell you how with a little help from this quarterback. Sally, 44. 
You can share a Coke with a coach, a mascot, or an MVP. Chili, chili, chili! You can even share a Coke with your rival on game day. Hike! Share a Coke with a fan this season. Ice cold! Delicious! Hey, Wolfpack fans. This is head coach Dave Doran. Share a Coke is back for football season. When you're stocking up for game day, be sure to grab a Coke and share it with a friend. Share a Coke and go Pack. Being a Farm Bureau insurance agent means being local. It means insuring your child's first car and standing beside you after a storm. It's more than a business to us. It's a friendship. So call an agent who calls North Carolina home. Because when you need us, we're there. In every county, every day. North Carolina Farm Bureau Insurance. Helping you is what we do best. Well, Pack Weekly with Dave Doran. Around the Breakout Sports Bar and Grill, presented by Coors Light. I'm Tony Ains with uh, Coach of the Pack, Dave Doran, NC State, playing at Boston College uh, this weekend. And, boy, the defense is coming off a terrific performance. You hold Syracuse to just one touchdown. That's pretty remarkable. They may not be as prolific as they were last year, but they're still very capable on offense. And they've shown that, uh, they've shown that along the way this past season. But... State uh, coming out here recently, 25 tackles for loss and 16 sacks over the last two games. 16 sacks in back-to-back games for NC State, uh, by the way, is a school record. And so much pressure, Coach. Are you starting to see opposing quarterbacks change their behavior and mechanics a little bit because they're seeing so much pressure? Yeah, I just think uh, the biggest thing you get is rushed passes, you know. And, and we got to get some of those to be interceptions now. That's like the next step in my, my – uh, wish list I guess you would say but it definitely affects their timing um, the routes have to be open quickly you know uh, the completion rate against our defense is still pretty high but it's the yardage and the touchdowns and I think we've given up the fewest explosive plays in the ACC mm-hmm. um, so that's something that's huge you know because in this day and age I mean that's what kills you is explosive plays that end up being touchdowns are you still banging your head against the wall, though? You see all this pressure and yeah. takeaways aren't coming? You have 41 tackles in the backfield in two games and no takeaways. It's pretty hard to even contemplate how yeah. that could be real. You know, it's got to keep doing it. I mean, if we keep doing stuff like that, and that's going to be hard to, to match, you know, but if we're anywhere close, we'll get some. Do you believe there to be a direct correlation between the pressure and some of those false start penalties Absolutely. that we saw the other night? Yeah, I think there's three things that happen there. You, you know, Coach Hawks had some uh, stemming defenses, so D-linemen are stemming, which makes O-linemen jump sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're worried about the get-off of those guys in front of them. And then our crowd noise, you know, we had phenomenal crowd noise in the second half. And so, you know, I've been begging for that all year, and it's, it is a real thing for our football team. It helps us win games, and so I'm just going to keep begging. But uh, if you want us to win every home game, make it like that because that was big time. <laughs> yeah, sure was. Larell Murchison leads the ACC in sacks right now. He's averaging 1.7 per game. This is an incredible, especially for a guy that plays a lot inside. Seven and a half sacks over the last three games for mm-hmm. NC State. And the other night, Coach, he was on the field 64 of the 76 plays, but he finished the game. I mean, he finished yeah. the game pretty strong. What do you think of his motor right now? He's determined. Very determined, you know. I mean, the the players that have been here before him set the bar at a certain place, and he wants to pass guys by. He wants to be a draft pick. He wants to make a living doing this, and he's on a mission. It's fun to watch him right now, and everything about him. He's just so positive. He's such a good person. 
I'm happy for him because he's a guy that's worked really hard to get here. Yeah, he came here in 2017 from Lewisburg just up the road. Did it occur to you right away that he could be a high-level defensive lineman in this league? No. When he first got here, you know, he was behind BJ and all those guys, and we would hope that we could redshirt him and that he could learn from them, and he was way out of shape. But he's a great kid, and he worked hard, you know. And so those are the kind of guys, if they just stay the course, good things happen. And I recruited him. He was a very athletic defensive lineman, strong, and had good hands. And so you had the tools there, but there's no guarantees. It comes down to their work ethic. We talk about culture a lot. You, you think his, his behavior and his work ethic was directly influenced by some of the guys he played with. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think him and James uh, Smith-Williams have the benefit of watching those guys, you know, and now wanting to keep the standard the way it was when they were here. And it's absolutely their job is to create a legacy that the other players have to live up to. We just got to make sure that he doesn't eat in his mom's restaurant too much. <laughs> no, we want him to. We need him to gain weight. Oh, yeah. okay. All yeah. right. Well, we can't, you, hey, have at it, Laurel. Have some more of that uh, soul food down there, there in go. Elizabethtown, North Carolina. Uh, Rush defense uh, continues to be terrific here at NC State year in and year out. It's, not, it's obviously not a fluke. Right now the pack is uh, giving up only 66.7 yards per game on the ground. That's first in the ACC, fifth nationally. Coach, how much of that has to do with being sound and positioning with the run fits properly? Uh, it has everything to do with that and, and fundamentals. You know, I think you can be in the right place and play with poor technique and not make any plays. You know, I think each one of our defensive coaches is charged with playing with, you know, good pad level, good hands, good eyes. And then it comes down to being tough, you know, and, and loving that, loving to hit, loving to run. And that's something our defense embraces and something Coach Huxtable preaches, you know. And you're not going to play for us if you don't chase the football. Well, hidden yardage certainly impacts field position, as uh, everybody knows. It wasn't great at FSU. I remember the third quarter you were backed up the whole third yeah. period. It really bogged the offense down a little bit. But it was certainly a factor against Syracuse. I looked at the numbers today. NC State started five drives beyond the 30-yard line. Syracuse never started a series beyond the 30 and it, it, uh, it's kind of a game within the game, that, uh, that field position. Is that, that game within the game you feel like this particular team needs to win every week? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, it's an edge for us right now. Um, we've got good specialists, and we've got a good special teams coordinator, and the guy's done a good job getting the players excited about playing on those units, and they're playing with a lot of energy. We had Coach Goebel up here before. What was he doing on special teams at Marshall? that made him appealing to you? Uh, well, their guys were, were very physical. I mean, if you remember that game with them uh, last year, they forced a fumble, knocked C.J. Riley out of the game, uh, almost blocked a punt. Uh, I've gone up against his punt protection two years in a row, and we couldn't get to his punter. Uh, just, you know, the, the, the scheme uh, and the aggressive nature of how they played and then just how he presented it in the interview. I interviewed five really good special teams coaches. I mean, really good. And just the way he presented it, the type of person that he is, the type of man that he is, the pedigree he has, family, uh, just was a really good fit. To say the least, the more younger players get to watch themselves on tape week after week, there's a greater uh, chance that they're going to improve. Uh, do you see that happening at uh, especially quarterback and tailback right now? Yeah, I think that uh, Jordan and Bam are both – doing everything they can. I think, you know, they're being asked to do a lot right now for guys their age. 
and they're handling it. They're handling it pretty well. You know, could they handle it better? Yeah, but you know, they're handling it pretty well. You know, the quarterback thing's been fun the last two weeks. You know, I think for all of them, you know, I'm proud of Matt and what he's done. Uh, he's gone down, and helped our defense. He's working on his craft. You see Bailey and Devin competing in practice and throwing the ball really well. And I think their confidence is growing, you know, and the guys around them catching it as well. They're, they're enjoying seeing the ball come out like that. So just got to keep working it, man, and, and, you know, get a few things to happen in the explosive areas and get a few catch and run balls and make some plays. You said Bailey was better against Syracuse than he was at Florida State. Yeah. He certainly did some good things in Tallahassee considering it was his first start on the road against a team like that. Um, how about Devin Leary now? He's getting some opportunities. He's getting the reps. Like what's kind of the next step for him? You know, I think it's just some little game management things for him now. It's, uh, you know, he came out and had some really good throws in that game, and then all of a sudden he's scrambling around, scrambling around, and he fumbles the ball out of bounds, you know, and sometimes you have to realize as a quarterback, and Jacoby Brissett did the same thing, sometimes the defense does a good job. And just get us to the next play. Maybe you'll throw a touchdown on the next play. You know, you don't have to try to win the game every single snap of the game. Just don't lose it for us, you know. And I think that's the biggest thing for him. He's got a great arm, and he works really hard. It's just the, you know, the football IQ aspects of game management and understanding what to do when things aren't good, you know. And that's why he's playing right now, to get him those opportunities. He'll learn from that so much, you know. And so hopefully he'll have the same growth, you know, each week and, See where it goes. This is Wolfpack Weekly. We coach Dave Dorn from the Brickhouse Sports Bar and Grill, presented by Coors Light, and you're listening to us from Learfield IMG College. Don't just throw a tailgate. Own the tailgate with a Bojangles Big Bow Box. Only Bojangles brings the flavor to every tailgate with mouth-watering chicken, fresh buttery biscuits, flavorful fixings, and freshly steeped legendary iced tea. Because how can you expect to win the game if you don't win the tailgate? Own the tailgate and feed all the hungry tailgaters in your group with an 8, 12, or 20-piece Big Bow Box. Bojangles, it's bow time, y'all. Hey, Wolfpack fans, this is Tony Haynes. Make Amedios a part of your pre- or post-game routine. Amedios has been serving the best Italian food in the Triangle since 1963. Amedios uses authentic family recipes and the freshest ingredients. Are you hungry for some of their famous homemade lasagna or oven-baked pizza? Then stop by and enjoy a good meal and true NC State atmosphere where pictures and autographed memorabilia cover the walls. They're located just inside the Beltline on Western Boulevard. Amedios Italian Restaurant, a Wolfpack family tradition for pre-game, post-game, and every meal in between. Hi, Raleigh. It's Hallie, your store manager at Raleigh Wegmans. I hope you're loving your new store as much as we love serving you. Every day, we do our best to help you live a healthier, better life through food. It's why we offer healthy meal options, the highest quality ingredients, and time-saving foods with delicious flavor. Visit Wegmans.com slash Raleigh to learn more. And be sure to download our free app for an even easier shopping experience. Tap now to learn more. Gigi's Playhouse Raleigh is part of a national nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a place for individuals with Down syndrome to belong. The positive and uplifting environment of Gigi's Playhouse empowers those with Down syndrome and their families to reach their highest potential. With custom curriculum in literacy, math, motor skills, self-esteem, and job coaching, all while fostering acceptance. And Gigi's Playhouse offers all programs for free. Come visit Gigi's Playhouse Raleigh at 2887 Jones Franklin Road to see how we are changing lives daily. 
Look at this house, Brad. Just the place for some songwriting inspiration. It could be a song about home insurance or auto insurance or a car home bundle with Nationwide. Two songs in one. What would you call that, a crossover? I think it's more of a mashup, Peyton. Yeah, a mashup. Genius, let's make a mashup. Nationwide is a proud partner of NC State Athletics. Get a quote or find an agent at nationwide.com. Savings compared to standalone price of each policy. Products availability varies by state agent and other factors. Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company, Columbus, Ohio. There's something out there for you and me. And the American road is calling. So what's it going to be? Hey, it's in American spirit. Final segment here on the Wolfpack Weekly with Dave Dorn for the Brickhouse Sports Bar and Grill presented by Coors Light, NC State and Boston College. 12 noon will be our start time on Saturday from up in Chestnut Hill. We'll begin our pregame coverage at 10 a.m. The pack uh, has won two in a row up at Chestnut Hill, which hasn't always been an easy place to play for NC State. Wolfpack four and two overall, one and one in the league. Boston College coming off an open date is three and three and one and two in ACC play. The good news is NC State ranks very high in scoring points down in the red zone, but you mentioned it earlier, Coach, the importance of getting more touchdowns in that area of the field, tighter windows. Uh, in that part of the field, a little more condensed when you're trying to foot, uh, uh, throw the football. Is there just a greater premium of on execution when you're down there? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, there's more guys in the box, you know, and then you got tighter windows, as you mentioned. <clears throat> it's hard to throw certain route concepts, so you're really limited on the types of plays you can run. Um, you know, if you can get into isolation formations and have a one-on-one you like, you can take advantage of that. Um, you know, for us, it's we got to make really, really good throws down there. We've got to be able to run the football effectively. And, you know, the guys have to be able to make some tough plays. They're, they're not going to be wide open catches in the red zone. You're going to have contact catches down there. You talk about people crowding the box down in the red zone, and we see goal line defenses yep. and jumbo packages and all that. Do you have even a greater appreciation now for last year's offense, that offensive line, and then throw Reggie Gillespie in there? And it just seemed like that group could run it when they wanted to and then throw it when they wanted to. Yeah, well, I mean, down in tight spaces, we ran the ball pretty effectively. You know, I mean, our run game out in the field was not great. Um, it was efficient, but, you know, we were probably as, you know, I don't know, as far down as we've been, you know, in rushing from a total standpoint. But when we got to the goal line, the guys could get it in, mm-hmm. you know. And we had big dudes and we had a big back, <laughs> and, you yeah. know, so – you know, we were able to get the three to five yard runs. We just didn't have a lot of the explosive runs mm-hmm. last year. And, you know, and those are th- some things right now. I think our run game efficiency is higher, but we don't have as much girth right now with mm-hmm. the injuries we've had. So you're just having to find other ways to run it. You're concerned about the corners. You mentioned that because uh, guys are down. They've been uh, injured. Nick McLeod, of course, uh, your most experienced corner has been out since uh, week one. We had a question in our postgame show the other night about um, – corners getting their head around and finding the football yeah and uh, there were a couple pass interference calls uh, that correlated with that somewhat is that though uh, from a technique standpoint one of the most difficult 
things to teach a guy to do at this level. Yeah, and, and they'll do it right in practice, but in the game they panic. You know, they just don't want the guy to catch the ball. Like, they just panic at the last second. And, and there's a, a certain level of confidence you have to have to take your eyes off your man and look back. And, and it just comes with the territory of repetitions and games. And you see that a lot in inexperienced corners. Uh, they're in perfect coverage. They have no reason to push on a guy and they do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And all they have to do is turn their head and they get an interception, you know, or a pass breakup. And so those are things that we're dealing with right now, unfortunately. And we dealt with it last year. You know, Tayshawn Smith had to play as a true freshman last year in Syracuse game, and he had a pretty critical PI. You know, so those things happen, and none of us want that to happen, trust me. And none of us coach that to happen, you know. But as a player, sometimes the pressure of making the play sometimes gets, gets in the way of their technique. The other day, you were looking at NC State's statistics compared to Boston College's statistics. Yeah. And uh, it truly was remarkable how this game is going to come down to strength versus strength. What, yeah. what kind of what stood out to you when you were studying those stats? Well, they're number one rushing offense. We're the number one rushing defense. Um, I think they're second in the league in takeaways. We're first in the league for fewest turnovers. You know, they've given up the fewest number of sacks. We have the most number of sacks. Me and go on and on. It was just like everything I read, I was like, Jesus, this is strength on strength right here, you know. So somebody's going to give, you know. I told the players, like, it's awesome to have a competition like this against a really good football team. Why, and as Steve Adazio, he's, a, he's an offensive line specialist. I think yeah. that's his background. What do, you, what do you see with his offensive lines that really stand out to you? Oh, they're fundamentally uh, really, really good. I mean, they don't waste movement. They're knee benders. They're tough. They finish. Uh, schematically, I think he plays to his players' strengths. You know, he doesn't ask them to do things they can't do. Uh, he's got a great tailback, and, you know, I mean, they're rushing the football. I don't know, it's like 65% of the game and mm -hmm. averaging quite a bit per carry, you know. So we got our hands full up front, but I know the guys are excited about the opportunity to play against such a good O-line, such a good running back. Yeah, everything comes off of A.J. Dillon and his excellence. He's the leading rusher in the ACC again. Not surprising. What a player. Coach, thank you so much. I get a win up there at B.C. Appreciate it. Go Pack. This has been Wolfpack Weekly with Coach Dave Dorn. Special thanks to our producer engineer on site uh, or in uh, Learfield Master Control. That would be Daniel Anderson. The man on site, as always, is David Modlin. General Manager of Wolfpack Sports Properties is Kyle Winchester. We return for another show next Wednesday night right here at 7 o'clock at the Brick House. And game time Saturday, 12 noon. We're on the air pregame coverage at 10 a.m. You've been listening to Wolfpack Weekly with Dave Dorn, presented by Coors Light from Learfield IMG College. Live from Brickhouse Sports Bar and Grill, this has been Wolfpack Weekly with Dave Doran, presented by Coors Light. Brought to you by Brickhouse Sports Bar and Grill, the home of Wolfpack Weekly with Dave Doran, and by Coca-Cola. When you are stocking up for game day, be sure to grab a Coke and share it with a friend. Share a Coke and go Pack. The preceding has been a production of Wolfpack Sports Properties, a joint venture of Learfield IMG College and Capital Broadcasting Company.